Lower GI bleed. Gastrointestinal bleeding is a term used for any bleeding that occurs within the GI tract from mouth to anus. GI bleeding can be categorized into upper and lower in origin. The ligament of trits, trits is commonly used as the point to differentiate the two. Bleeds proximal to the ligament are upper GI bleeds and distal bleeds are lower GI bleeds. Categorization into one of two groups is important as it directs the evaluation and management of the patient. Etiology. Lower GI bleeds can be categorized further into three types, massive, moderate, and occult bleeding. Massive bleeding usually occurs in patients older than 65 with multiple medical problems, and those bleeding represents hematochesia or bright red blood in the rectum. The patient is usually hemodynamically stable with a systolic blood pressure equal to or less than 90 millimeters of mercury. Heart rate less than or less than or equal to 100, 100 beats per minute and low urine output. Massive lower GI bleeds are mostly due to diverticulosis and angiodysplasias. The mortality rate may be as high as 21%. Moderate bleeding can occur at any age and presents as hematochesia or melana. The patient is usually hemodynamically stable. Many disease processes should be considered on the differential list, including neoplastic disease, inflammatory, infectious, benign, and anorectal or congenital. Finally, occult GI bleeds can present in patients at any age. Lab work reveals patients with microcystic hyperchromic anemia due to chronic blood loss. The differential diagnosis of these patients should include inflammatory, neoplastic, and congenital. The patient typically appears well and hemodynamically stable. Epidemiology. Lower GI bleeds are fairly common and account for 20 to 30% of patients of all patients presenting with major GI bleeding. The incidence is higher in older patients and patients taking multiple medications or multiple pharmacy. Approximately 80 to 85% of lower GI bleeds originate distal to the ileocecal valve and only 0.7 to 9% originating from the small intestines. The remaining cases usually begin in the upper GI tract. These patients usually present with brisk bleeding, melana, or bright red blood in the rectum. Pathophysiology. The diverticular disease accounts for 40% of lower GI bleeds and often presents as painless hematochesia. More than 80% of lower GI bleeds will stop spontaneously and overall mortality has been noted to be two, between 2 and 4%. Diverticular bleeding usually recurs. Therefore, any identification and management are imperative. The prevalence of diverticular disease in, increases in elderly patients, particularly ages older than 80 years, patients with chronic constipation and altered colonic motility. The left colon is often more common and commonly affected as being the source of diverticular bleeds. Approximately one-third of patients with presumed lower GI bleeds and heavy bleeding will have an upper GI bleed, particularly if the patient presents with signs and symptoms of peptic ulcer disease or recent non-sterile anti-inflammatory use. Ischemic colitis occurs in 20% of lower GI bleeds and is more prevalent in the elderly. It occurs in response to reduced mesenteric flow to the colon due to decreased cardiac output, vasospasm, atherosclerotic disease. Non-thrombotic causes usually affect the watershed areas of the bowel, notably the splenic flexure. 
these non-occlusive diseases processes usually revolve with hydration and non-surgical intervention. Occlusive or thrombolytic, thromboembolytic events can affect much larger areas of the bowel and should be quickly evaluated with mesenteric angiography. Patients with mesenteric ischemia require radiographic and or surgical evaluation and intervention. The most common cause of lower GI bleeds in patients younger than 50 years is anorectal disorders, specifically hemorrhoids. Inflammatory bowel disease and nonsterile anti-inflammatory drugs use should be evaluated in lower GI bleeds. Other disease processes practice, practitioners should consider include vascular ecstasias, which are flat red mucosal lesions in the cecum and ascending colon and represent 10% of lower GI bleeds. Post-polypectomy bleeding is more common in patients older than 65 years old with a polyp greater than one centimeter. Bleeding is usually self-limited but can be delayed up to one week after the procedure. History and physical. Patients presenting with lower GI bleeds can have varying symptoms and signs. Therefore, a thorough history is necessary. Patients can present with scant bleeding to, to massive hemorrhage. Key details in the history should include whether the bleeding is recurrent or sporadic, if there are associated symptoms, and a detailed review of the patient's medications, including antiplatelets, coagulants, and non-sterile anti-inflammatories drugs. The family history of colon cancer or inflammatory bowel disease should also be noted. Abdominal examination and digital rectal examination should be completed in all patients presenting with lower GI bleeds. If available, consider proctoscopy as well. Abdominal examination may reveal tenderness, distension, or mass depending on the case. When completing the digital rectal examination, inspect for hematochezia and anorectal pathology such as hemorrhoids. Studies reveal that left colonic bleeding tends to be bright red, whereas right, uh, whereas right colonic is usually maroon and can be accompanied with clots. However, noted in practice, bright red blood per rectum can occur in right-sided bleeds that are brisk and massive. Treatment or management. Colonoscopy has been shown to correctly identify the source of lower GI bleeds in more than 75% of patients while also allowing for a therapeutic modality. The timing of the colonoscopy remains controversial. However, some studies suggest that it should be performed within the first 24 hours of admission following a bowel prep of the patient. Treatments for diverticular bleeds include injection of adrenaline in 1 milliliter to 2 milliliter alquats at the site. If the patient is not stable enough for a colonoscopy, then radio, radiologic evaluation should be considered. CT angiography is Relatively non-invasive, fast, and widely available. CTA can detect bleeding rates of greater than 0.3 milliliters per minute to 0.5 milliliters per minute. CTA, however, has a relatively low sensitivity. Catheter angiography is reserved for patients with hemodynamic instability who cannot tolerate a colonoscopy or have recurrent bleeding. Radionuclide imaging uses uh, TEC Atinium 99 MTC-based tracers to uh, tag red blood cells and is helpful in detecting scant intermittent bleeding. The half-life of 99MTC is long so that the scan can be repeated several times in a 24-hour period to evaluate sequential images. 
Surgery may be required if radiologic and endoscopic procedures fail. It is best to consult with a colorectal surgeon early in the diagnostic evaluation of the patient as these patients become unstable fairly quickly. In patients with hemodynamic instability requiring more than six units of blood within 24 hours or is not responding to resuscitation attempts, emergency segmental resection or, total sub, or subtotal col colectomy may be required.